Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I will, I will go to war for this If you standing in my way 
way you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a fin. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. First off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a uh-huh. shit. Pop pills, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespecting, you get killed. Spit venom like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches. I wear sleep hype, yeah. You don't want it with a kid from Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Cause when I come, I come with fire. Stop putting on your rap shoe liar. You ain't never do a bitch, you a bitch nigga. You be lying to your rap, you ain't rich nigga. Uh-huh. You don't want no war with a kid nigga. Uh-huh. I run up in your motherfucking grip nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. No. And write a book about uh-huh. it like OJ Simpson did. Uh-huh. I'm a Savage nigga, uh-huh. I am out of my mind right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and you right I'm on my grind nigga, yeah. so don't you waste my time yeah. And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the, the line thing. I see you haters nigga, I, I hear you haters talking you, talk. you gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin <laughs> I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm okay. counting figures uh-huh. I seen the cross in your eyes, that's why you switch nigga Oh you a bitch nigga, uh-huh. I'm counting chips nigga uh-huh. You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich nigga Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm out of for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit, hey. To be having that blow in their pot I am a bricker that 81 Yola Before bacon sold I blow up the spot Who harder than me? I bet he faking Miniature twisted He just a replacement I'm still a fool with the tools You should be cool Cause murder was one of my cases I'm on appeal No not appeal Dummy I just said I'm on appeal And if it go right for me I see some lightning Before 2020 I'm off of this deal I'm tired of the fear I got some homies That I know was strong But they died in the fear I know some niggas That lost all their bitches And now they with Jody Dividing his bread I can attest, I took a blow, and that's the reason ain't no heart in my chest But I kept a couple of thousand in my pocket to keep it a thousand It's smart to invest and I'll be on the burner, be checking my page Fuck the CEO, he won't catch me today He know it's real when he look in my face I got a swag in my khakis and gray and I never complain I don't do drugs or nothing, the dead and the numb of my pain I ate a 30 and hell yeah it hurt it, but I made a choice and it came with the game I am the truth, I'm in the cell recording My nigga, I'm not in the booth, but you wouldn't know by the way that I flow out this gutter shit, you think I'm missing my tooth? Keep it a buck, mix me with that. Why ain't my street niggas hitting my app? Why am I hustling when I'm at the dough? It showed that you never did nothing for black. But I got a heart for the streets. I need a play to get back in the start in the street. If I catch you slipping out high at the club, I'm up on your ass like barking a tree. And you know what to do. Keep it a hundred. Pull out the cabbage, my nigga, and punt it. Or you can reject it, but you gon' accept it. I'm taking this here, cause I want it, so run it. Heart of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. Part of the street. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the street. Part of the street. 
I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets. Part of the streets. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets. I told you before I was going for the dope. Gun on your hoe like I come for the dope. I ain't playing. I promise that I am the goat. And you paid for this quote, so it's murder you wrote. Half of these street niggas, cookies and cream. Can't go a day without loud in the lean. They a trick on the chick if she fit in the jeans. While they partners in prison, surviving on beans. That ain't for me. I get mine out the mud. Plant me in concrete, not still a bud. I am a hustler, velvet was. Threw up the H right in front of the judge. Left out of court and went back to my cell. Tucking my chin, never tucking my tail. Visited detail to this. Ain't goodbye, but it is to you later. Just keep me with mail. When they say I went broke since I've been in the flare. They making that up and just running their head. If anything, move on the yard. I got a part, regardless of they breaking bread. Family, nigga. Texas on mine. Shout out to Funky for pushing them lines. Most of these niggas is amateurs. All of these calendars here in the city still mine. I am the funk. Ask your big homies how many niggas I made lying in the trunk. And when I left the streets, I just changed up the venue. Cause now it continues. They lying, they bunk. It's part of the game and we all got a choice. I got no regret. You can hear my voice Most of these niggas is called Fans get involved And they get to rolling like Royce Back to the street like they didn't do it Niggas embrace them like they never knew it These bras no different Cause they don't rebuke it This nigga's a rat and you bitches are stupid No discipline, they don't live by the code That's why so many of these suckers told I wish I wish on you love You won't get a hug You left my little boy in the cold But I'm finna go and these fuck niggas know When my feet get to flow and I'm fixing the flow Now I'm your bro or whatever I need Like money, whatever, you got me for show but just by the record and that'd be good Supporting this music I got for the hood I took some time out and bought me some sense Now I'm just waiting to walk out the fence I'm the heart of the street I am the one that they missing my nigga I'm part of the street Part of the street I am the one that they missing my nigga I'm part of the street Part of the street I am the one that they missing my nigga I'm part of the street Part of the street I am the one that they missing my nigga I'm part of the street 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 Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, repeat prime Sweet Georgia From the burdens laid, dark as fruit from mistakes I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. 
tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. We're going to kick it off with our first fabulous guest, writer, actor, director, producer, the fabulous Jamal Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yo, thank you for having me back, y'all. Thank you. How are y'all? We are good. We are good. Tony is on her way into the chat room. She's over there in our in our in our break room. You know, we have some vittles and you know, so she over there Can getting her red cup together. But she will be here shortly. Is it cool if I have some? Absolutely, go on in there. That's Word. what we got. We got it for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we got it for y'all. Cool. It's for me. We we doing this for you. Cool. <laughs> so Thank you gotta you. let us know what you've been cooking in here. You are more than welcome. What you've been cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time you are live or live with us in the chat room? Well, Midtown is what's been going on since uh, January. Uh, Midtown is going to be a movie about the shutdown of the only compound in the world that handles the execution of kids and teens. So mm. you know. Anybody, yeah, anybody that goes to, you know, goes to court, gets sentenced or execution, they'll come to Midtown, Virginia, come to this compound, and they'll be executed. And this compound, it handles all forms of execution, so beheadings, lethal injections. Uh, what? You know, all forms of executions are, are performed here, and they're performed on these kids or teens. Yeah, so, yeah. And and it's about the shutdown of the compound because of various violations and just various dark twists and turns that, you know, nobody's ready for. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know it was going down like that. How did you get, <laughs> yeah. how did you get involved in, in, the, in this project? And um, what made you want to create a movie about it? Okay. Um, shows that inspired me, uh, one is The Wire. Hands down, that is one of the best shows ever written. You know, also like stuff like Sons of Anarchy. Uh, uh, let's see what else. I, I like shows like that, um, just to name a few. Um, and I always wanted to write a show. And I also wanted to write a prison show, but, you know, I didn't want to do the same boring prison show with grown people. You, Oz, Oz is another TV show that I like. I, I didn't want to become another Oz, so the only way that I thought of doing this different was to say, hey, let's mm-hmm. do kids. Like, hey, hey, let's do kids. And the crazy thing about right. this is, you know, we started six months ago on this project, and um, before that, I actually sat and wrote, this was supposed to be a TV show. Before Midtown was a movie, it was written as a 30-episode TV show, and each episode was an hour, and I sat and wrote, all 30 episodes out. We started production, and things just went into direction to say, like, yeah, no, make a movie. You're, you're about to do something crazy. Nah. Um, so I took all 30 episodes and compressed them into a two-hour movie, and now we got Midtown Movie. Oh, my goodness. So, because I tried to Google Midtown, honey, and um, did not come up. So how did you learn well, about it? Well, Midtown, Virginia, if you go to tmvtc.com, you'll be able to see everything about this compound, you know, the way it operates, what the movie's about, everything. And mm-hmm. a lot of people act, is this a documentary? No, it's not a documentary. It is a scripted, you know, movie. It's a scripted movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, 
and that's pretty much how it's just everything just came about. So. Wow, I'm just shocked that they have this type of facility for kids that that. Uh, but just, I don't know. We just, there's too much going well, on. That's too much for me. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, kids and teens that are listening that want to pick guns up and start killing and everything, just know that they got a special place in Midtown Virginia where they'll get got if they don't stop doing this crazy stuff that's going on out there and everything. And this movie brings this compound to light, so that's what it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely. Now, have you gotten any um, feedback or pushback? in producing this film and bringing it to light? Well, okay. Here's the crazy thing about this. Um, I I wanted to make, not even I, we, we wanted to make this whole thing, everything organic. So the one thing that we had to work on that my first thing was writing this, I had to find kids and teens because first thing that everybody has to know about Midtown this is not a movie for kids. If this movie was rated, it'd be NC-17, which means that mm. there's nudity, strong sexual content. Um, you know, these, when we do the executions, we show it. So, you know, it's, oh, it's a graphic wow. story. But the, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Without the cast that, you know, made it into this movie, um, and we have someone, a lot. I don't want to take up all the time because they deserve the spotlight because – Without them, the the parents that help make Midtown happen, because that was the hardest part, was to find kids and teens that would be willing, parents that would be willing to let their, you know, kids be in this graphic movie. And the support that I thought that I didn't get, you know, I got, and got more than what, you know, what was laid out in my vision. And it's really all to the cast that stuck through this six-month process there's no way in the world that I couldn't have done it without them. And, and you know, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm just so excited for you. You know, we had you on the show. You were talking to you about the other movie that you had, uh, the deal. And now you have this movie. Where, where do you come up with these concepts or these, these desires to bring certain, these things to the forefront? Is it something that, um, that comes from experience or something that you read about? Where, where does the, the idea to bring these to, these these projects to light come from? Check this out. Do you remember when the last our, our last uh, interview, you asked me what color mm-hmm. of crown I would be in the box, and I gave you some weird <laughs> answers. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, my, my mind is, like, always creative. And, and, like, even though I don't have any uh-huh. experience in this whole Midtown situation or anything, it's just something that, you know, if I if I see something that I want to do film-wise, I just do it, and do, I don't see hurdles. Like, I'm a bulldozer. We just roll over it, and whatever my mind says that we need to do, then we do it. If we need to crash a plane into a, a mountain, well, I'm going to do my best to crash a plane into a mountain, for real, no CG. So that's – it's all in my head. It's just – yeah, so – it's, it's it's just things in my head that like if I really like it I'm gonna bring it to life and and you know hopefully people like it but you know I, I like to do my movies kind of like in my vision you know if you like it mm-hmm. that's great if you don't then I love the feedback and everything too as well but it's just all from my crazy head. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, you got a lot of creativity in the head there, I tell you. So we want to <laughs> kick you. this off. We want to kick this off. Yes, you are more than welcome. I don't see Deshaun just yet, so we're not going to bring him in just yet. But we're going to bring in some of the, the cast members um, yeah. to come and talk that talk with us. So we have Michelle Duty. She plays a police officer. Welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. How are you tonight, sweetheart? I am good, sweetie. How are you? <clears throat> Excited. I'm ready for this movie to go. Absolutely. Now, I got a question because, you know, just learn, I'm just really learning about this type of facility um, that that exists. As an actress for you, well, before we start, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your acting journey. Um, honestly, I have not done, I did some in high school like anybody and then, you know, gave it up uh-huh. when I went to college and then he gave this phone call and was like, okay. And I thought, why not? <laughs> and if, so and if I you, stopped, he would cut me, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, ain't no stopping. I just want you to be clear. Just so we clear, you're going to keep doing this, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, for you mentally, what type of process did you have to go to through to prepare for this role? I know this sounds so goofy, but I thought of Law and Order SVU. That's what I thought of when I went into mm. it. I wanted to be that type of detective. Wow. And so when you tell us, tell us, walk us through the process you went through uh, in preparing, because I watched the video. So to be a, a officer, um, in this particular movie, and has to see some of the things that you see and some of the reenactments. What was the process for us? Um, there's one scene where I have to spit on Jamal, and you have to go to a place where you have extreme anger or hate, knowing what he did, and so. You can get yourself, just think of the nastiest thing that you like, I don't care what it is, road rage, whatever, but get yourself to that place. And that's what I did. I made myself as angry as I could. And then five minutes later, I was cracking up laughing. So (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I understand. So now you said this is the first time you got a call. Do you think this is something that you will continue? If Jamal wants me, absolutely. I had a blast doing it, and so did my kids. Michelle, may I? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut in, but may I say something? Everybody that worked on this production I already have them lined up for four movie ideas that I like. These are going to be recurring people. The people that you see <laughs> in Midtown, they are going to be recurring because. Without them, like I said, that. this project would not have been done. Like, I, like, okay, so here's one thing that I'd like, like to address. The, the amount of support and the amount of trust these people have given me is, is humbling because, oh, I mean, this, this is an NC-17 movie, and for them to not only, not only be a part of this, but 
fully help, like even the stuff that, like bringing food, because one thing on set I suck at is making sure that people have water and food, and and they they would get that for me. It's just little stuff like that, like everybody chipped in to make this production work, work. So I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, so... They are going no, to be recurring fine. people in all uh, all our movies until they say, I don't want to work with you no more. So Yeah, because we yeah. bring the donuts. No, it's because we bring <laughs> yeah. the donuts. You know how this works. Exactly. <laughs> mm. But how are you going to have our kids? You killed them all off in this one. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, um, <laughs> you know, there's so many twists and turns with uh, – with this movie, like I, yeah, that's all I can say is like, okay, what you guys think is going to go on with Midtown? I made sure that it, you guys aren't going to be expecting anything that is going to happen in this movie. That's all I can really yep. say. Yep, that's all you can say. And you have to have a strong stomach because we went ten on the blood and gore. So <laughs> I will say that. You know, I watched this preview now. Listen, listen. I have to think about your mental, your mental situation here because in this preview, I'm like, well, wow. and the fact that this is something that has happened in an actual prison, I'm just kind of concerned about that. I'm concerned. How right. how did you um, prepare for this part? Without giving too much away. Months and months and months of thinking and acting in the mirror and getting myself prepared. Because, you know, I don't know if anybody, what I can say is I play the warden. And, you know, one show that puts me over the edge to really, really do this show, um, I was watching Orange is the New Black, but then, you know, I kind of uh-huh. fell off on that and then started watching Wentworth. Wentworth, I love that show. And that's what puts me over the edge to, to like, really, really do this. Um you know, there's okay. one of the wardens up there I, I, you know, took a heed from, and I was like, I can be more of an asshole than this warden. I know I can. So I started creating <laughs> the worst warden that you could ever imagine running a facility that kids that kills kids. So, yeah, I, I, months oh, and months goodness. of preparing my head, sitting down, saying, okay, how do I – how do I do this? Do I do it this way? Because right. it is uh-huh. controversial. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Taylor in. Taylor is Michelle's is your son? No, Taylor's my daughter, but she's actually not here. Oh, Taylor's not here. Yeah. That's okay. So we're gonna she bring was in Yasmin. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> I am here (laughs) listening to everything. How you doing? I'm doing good. Now before we start we want everybody want you to tell everybody just about your acting journey and and how it all came about for you to be able to play this role. I didn't have no acting experience before. (laughs) Just lying throughout my whole life. That's my acting. <laughs> well, I don't know if you. I'm sure you have been listening, but according to Jamal, you got four more um, different movies to do. So sounds great. Sounds great. By the by, by the 
By the time the fourth one is done, I'll be experienced. <laughs> no, everybody killed it. I mean, you know, even though, you know, all, you know, there was a few people that didn't have any acting experience, you can't tell. You you cannot tell. They they killed it. They killed it. So he's being modest. He is a very good director. He made it comfortable. Absolutely. He made it easy. We, yeah. I mean, we came in nervous, not knowing what to do. And once we knew how he directed, we all felt comfortable. We had no worries whatsoever. And we, we kind of encouraged each other at that point that we were going to be good. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Now, Michelle, I have a question for you because as a parent, what was it like allowing your child to be able to play this type of role and role and be and have that type of experience? Well, did you guys have to have a conversation? What was that process like for you as a parent? Oh, that is a fantastic question because the last scene we did, um, Jamal and I talked it over beforehand because of what was going I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to tell you know, it's very intense, and Jamal and I talked it out on what we thought she'd be comfortable with. And she's only 14, so brought it to her, and she was really excited. But then when it came time to do the scene, her screams were so believable that it actually freaked me out as a mother. And I had to, um, I had to leave. I had to go cover my ears. And, <clears throat> it just, it, yeah, it made me extremely nervous. But I went, okay, I know she's acting. But I thought, just the screams, her screams were so realistic, it freaked me out. And so, and then like five minutes later, she's in there cracking and laughing. So I was like, okay, he's good. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right, but, but you know what, my house, you know, you get, you get the nails come out. It's like, okay, who, who I'm cutting first? Which, which one of y'all? Because right? I, I think that you, maybe you didn't practice enough. She's screaming too real. I, I, I don't understand. What are you doing? So exactly, exactly, exactly. I went, whoa, okay. But you know. <laughs> I had other cast members there that were like, come watch this. you got to see this. She's doing such a great job. And I'm like, no, no. She's freaking me out. Yeah, all the kids did a great job. Lots of blood. And then, and then you know, Yasmin, um, her daughter, Mia, she was an, not only an actor, too, but also, also yeah. i got to also put out there that Mia and then um, Marianne, there was a few other people that were on cast that actually helped out with production. Um, so mm-hmm. because, you know, the scene that Michelle was just talking about, because I was in it, I couldn't shoot it. I had to, I had to leave it in, you know, the hands and not saying that I didn't trust because she was more anal behind the camera than me. Uh, Marianne, um, <laughs> as far as like, lens, I was like, dang, okay, word. All right. Yeah. But she was more, but, but, you know, and, and what she's talking about happened it's way worse when you see it in the final movie. Thank you so much for that, Jamal. Jeez, yo, jeez. You make me nervous. You make me nervous. So it's not only, not only did they act and help and chipped in, you know, acting-wise, it was production-wise. Everybody would grab a mic, hey, you need help, um, you know, things like that. So. Very yeah, we came very in. We came in like we knew each other for years, which some of us did, but we didn't know Jamal at all. But he blended exactly. in with everybody else just great. <laughs> yep. 
And I do want to say, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say there's one thing that I wanted wanted to say. The question that you asked, it was a great question. There was one thing that I did with me. I held meetings. I usually, I hate meetings. Like, I don't know if you remember from our last interview, I hate meetings. But this is so, such a crazy story that actually, I held, I think, like three, maybe four meetings with the actors and the parents. And each time, my, my main concern with this whole movie is if you're going to be in it, is it going to affect anybody in the future? Because we're going all uh-huh. out on, you know, everything. And that was my main concern. Even months after, I, you know, I was comfortable with the first day when we were shooting because everybody was mad cool. They made the set fun. But I mm-hmm. always come back to them and say, you know, hey, we're about to do this, and, you know, I just want to touch base, and, you know, I don't want this to ruin anything in the future if you're going to run for, you know, governor or something like that. I don't want this movie Midtown to come back and, and bite you, you know? So, yeah, that was my main Hey, thing. guys, Taylor and Marianne yeah. are here. Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh-oh, oh, oh, we got to talk to the girls. we got to talk to the girls. Hi, girls. Okay. Hi, Taylor. Taylor. Okay, All right, you want to talk to Mia also? I got Mia on the phone, too. Okay, so we're going to talk to each of the girls. We're going to talk to each of the girls. We're going to start with Taylor. Yeah, we're going to start with Taylor, so we're going to get Taylor on the line. And Taylor, my question is, your mom was really freaked out by your scene. Now, what was the process yes. for you, like, preparing for this type of scene and, and just experiencing some of the things that other kids your age are experiencing at this facility? What was that process and experience like for you? Um, I mean, it was definitely hard. I would say it was a little bit uh, difficult getting into, like, the situation about, like, what was uh-huh. going on during the scene. Don't say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what was going on during the scene. But I think I did, like, portraying it or whatever was happening in the scene, like, pretty good. Your screen you think, No, no, yeah. you did. You did. You killed it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we were all there supporting so, her, so. Did you have after, after, everything did you have any like anxieties or anything like that just from after the whole thing and the whole experience was done no i didn't i felt pretty normal except i was covered in blood but it's fine <laughs> okay we gotta pass the phone to mary ann Hi, hi. Hi, Mary Ann. Okay, so I got the same question for you. What was the process for you preparing for this scene and then being in the situation to experience some of these things um, that that you had to learn that other kids are actually experiencing? So how, what did you do to prepare? Well, uh, first of all, I thought this was a really cool experience, and I want to thank Jamal for giving me the opportunity to partake in one of his movies but to start when I found out what the theme of the movie was I was a little intimidated because I've been in like school plays and such but I'd never done anything this deep or scary so um, Michelle actually gave me some shows to watch (laughs) and I went on YouTube and like looked up some people on death row and I was just 
kind of trying to get myself into the mindset of someone who would be in the situation that I was being in as my character. And because when you're given a character, you're not given exactly like the age or like, I don't know, you're not given all of their personality traits. So I kind of made more of the character myself. So I thought Uh of different character traits that would go along with the character that I was being. Absolutely. And so what were some of the things that you took from this experience? You learned how to film. Um, I learned how to film, yeah. When we were filming Taylor's scene, I helped with the camera filming, which was a really, really cool experience. And as Jamal was saying, I was very particular about my style. <laughs> <laughs> you it, yo. It shows. I love it, though. I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm quite the perfectionist. So I was like, no, move your head to the side a little bit. <laughs> So do you think that's something that you might think about doing uh, maybe as you grow up? Um, I think maybe it will help me later, especially as I'm going through high school film classes and stuff like that. I think it's a really cool hobby to have. Probably not my career, but as I go on, it'll definitely help me through other situations. Absolutely. Great job, great job. And we have one more. Thank you. We're going to bring her on. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Hey, Mia. Yes, it's Mia, hi. (laughs) Okay, so Mia, you have to tell us what part, what character you play. My name's Tara, and I have multiple personality traits, like, um, yeah, and so it's, like, it's really difficult because I didn't, like, I don't know how to play multiple, I didn't know how to play, like, that part very well <laughs> at all. I mean, my, me, myself, I have multiple personalities a lot. I change my moods a lot. Um, so I kind of, like, try to take it off of my own moods, you know. It was pretty what? As a teenager, uh, you know, you know what, uh, being very like. Well, you know, one thing that we can give away because you know, we first we got to say we appreciate you breaking this. You know, we can say what her crime is like. Her crime is one of her personalities bombed a black church, killing multiple people. That's why she's being executed. <laughs> wow. I, 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 okay, yeah, that's yeah, something I like I struggled. <laughs> You yeah, did? I okay, so like, tell, us, tell yeah. us about your preparation. Um, well, I didn't really, at first, I didn't really want to, like, do that because when Jamal, like, called me, like, my mom, he was like, what do you want your crime to be? Like, be very unique. And then my mom just <laughs> went on and was like, you should bomb a black church. And I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, Okay. I was very hesitant about that because I didn't really, I didn't know if I wanted to be, like, involved with that. But I mm-hmm. quickly, like, realized, you know, I mean, it's not real, so I should be, like, it should be okay. Um, and then I prepared. I don't really, like, I didn't really prepare much, to be honest. I sort of just kind of, real like, I, like, looked up things that happened, like, real life and, you know, like, you know, the situations that happen and try to put that in my head and like trying to 
you know, sort of. Yeah. Wow. And so after the experience was over, how how were you feeling? I was feeling good. I was still feeling <laughs> adventurous. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now, do you think yeah. acting is something that you may want to get into as you get older? Um, I work with Jamal. That's probably about it. Because <laughs> I want to, I really want to do other things. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, the production part was pretty cool. I could probably get into that. So, ladies, this was like a six-month process, so you guys were still in school. How did you balance uh, filming and school and homework and uh, still stay on track? Well, um, yeah, I think Jamal was very good during this process because with our hours, he's very flexible because um, I'm going to be a sophomore this year, so I was taking some pretty hardcore classes even as a freshman, like trigonometry, and I had – soccer and we had all these things going on but even so Jamal was so gracious enough to let us talk talk to him and make sure that our filming hours were flexible with how we were going and that was really great of him absolutely he was very very flexible because I also I had like soccer even though I was like in eighth grade uh we still had like a lot of like schoolwork and stuff which and like mm-hmm. over like and we had like a lot of projects near the end of the year and SOLs were coming. So we had to like study like hard for that and sometimes over the weekend. And then we've had like soccer games also over the weekend. But he definitely like worked with us and like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just kind of went off my mom's schedule. So cuz I didn't really have much work myself. <laughs> I don't and I didn't really study for SOLs if I'm being completely honest. I just kind of did it, but yeah, I just kind of was like free whenever. And my mom had to drive wow. me. Wow. Yeah, and I think something really interesting about this process is that usually I'd be involved in like school productions, like plays where you memorize your lines, and then you go on stage and you say your line, and everything's completely acted out. But when it comes to filming, it's such a longer process because. You can try out your lines 50 different ways until Jamal tells you, hey, I like that way. I mean, you kind of, you come up with it yourself. And I think it really is a great way to come up with more of like your own artistic abilities when you're able to like try out different methods of how you want to say something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, my mom. When the girls were going through this scene, I know that Michelle talked about uh, her process, um, but talk about your your process, Mom, um, when Mia was going through the scene. Oh, I'm I'm the hard parent. I and unlike Michelle, <laughs> she will walk off and not want to hear the scream. I would be there laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm the parent that if a kid get a shot, I would be laughing instead of covering my eyes. <laughs> so I would encourage her to be crazier and to act more violent than what she want to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Jamal, for you, what what conversation did you have with the parents 
um, beforehand? That Midtown was going to have nudity, um, you know, strong sexual content, graphic language. Basically, if anybody's ever seen HBO's as odds, it's like that, but ten times worse, but with kids and teens. So, <laughs> you know, that's why I was like, you know, I need to know if you're not okay with this, feel free to walk out the door now. But, you know, if, you know, you say you're going to commit, I'm going to look for you to, you know, stay committed to help me finish this project. Um, and and that, that was my conversation. You know, everybody was more than supportive about it. We got yes, a that's why we had to bring the food. That's why we had to bring the food because he was so focused on the scene and uh, and how to direct everything. He forgot everything else. So we took care of him. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. My you know, my goal was to get through this project because of how graphic it is. Like I was like, Okay, woo, we got this scene done. Okay, now we gotta go through this. And there's one thing that um you know that I, I do wanna say. We we had the support to get these scenes done. It's it's from from let's see, the Newport News Police Department, you know, helped us out with filming. Um, the Newport News Sheriff's Department, you know, they helped chip in. Uh, Hampton City Courts, they helped us with some of the locations. Like, we really, really went all out with this. And what we did, we took pieces of, you know, Hampton, Virginia, Newport News, Williamsburg, all seven cities, and made Midtown from these pieces of cities, made city signs, everything. And then the whole thing about this is Midtown – the location is, you know, actually on an abandoned airport. That's where, you know, the compound is. So, you know, everything happens at this abandoned airport, which is now a compound and everything. So, you know, that's how we built Midtown. Wow. So how long did it take you to build the set? Well, all the six months because basically – what we did, well, luckily, you know, we were able we were able to get an airport to shoot at. So uh, we shot everything at an airport, which cut down, which minimized on the amount of props that we had to do, uh, you know, with some, you know, other props, you know, like hospital beds, things like that. We just took, you know, pieces together, and it took us all of six months. Now, you know, Midtown has actually been an idea. It wasn't Midtown, you know, at one point, but – this has been an idea in my head for about three or four years, and I've just been cultivating it over and over again. So, wow! <laughs> okay, when he, when he doesn't, I'm still trying to process the fact that Midtown really exists. Um, this is really like, as a parent. As as a citizen, I'm just like appalled. I'm like, how can this place exist for? Hey, then, yo, here's the thing, yo, yo. Anybody that's listening, again, if you're under the age of 18 and you want to go out here and kill somebody, just period for just anything, then yo, that's where you're gonna go, Midtown, yo. People are not playing about just these senseless killings and everything. So, you know, just that's that's all I can say is like. You know, stop doing all this stupid stuff out here killing for no reason or whatever, or else you have to deal with that warden in Midtown, and that dude don't play, yo. Wow. This is Tony, guys. Um, This this is, um, I I just came in, and my apologies for being a little tardy this evening, 
But from what I picked on, this seems really intense. But can you just share with us and uh, listen to the audience where it can be viewed at? Yes, ma'am. Yes. At first, how are you doing? Thank you. I love you. Thank you for having me back on, having us on. And <laughs> Thank you. Here's, here's where you can buy tickets. Now, Midtown <laughs> is going to be playing at the IMAX Theater at the Virginia Air and Space Center October 26th. Now, doors are going to be open at 630, uh, from 630 mm-hmm. to about 655 is when we'll do the red carpet stuff. And at 7 p.m. is when the doors, you know, open for the movie, and it starts. It's about two hours long. Um, tickets are $12. We don't have that many left. Um, mm-hmm. If you can get them at tmvtc.com. Go to that website. You can see the trailer for it. You know, in order, you know, the amount of tickets that we have left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just give that site one more time just so our audience can make sure they have it correctly. Yes. Again, please go to tmvtc.com to get your tickets for Midtown. Awesome. Wow. Mm. Well, well, being a parent myself, yeah. like Leisha, you know, I know I came in on the tail end, but from what I've been listening to the, the young ladies and the moms um, that's on here <laughs> and the content of Midtown, I, I, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know what. Okay. 
Okay. Now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I should ask each one individually, or I'm not sure how many we have on the line. It's gonna be a fun question. We have. Um, we gotta do one question. One question for everybody, because we got lots of people. Okay. Okay. All right. So my fun question tonight is: There were three very large people trying to crowd up under one small umbrella, but nobody got wet. How is that possible? Is this, is this a riddle? Repeat. <laughs> okay, I'll say it one more time. There were it was three raining. very large. It Hello? Who said that? Oh, she raining. said it. It wasn't raining. Exactly. <laughs> wow, yo, because my head went somewhere else. Okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. You like that one? You like that one? Okay, Taylor. It was actually Lisa who said that one. Yeah. She's also in the she's also in the production. She's my mom. This is Marianne. Lisa's my mom. And she's also in the production. So Yeah. She's a freaking teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So and it and it's funny because girls you may not experience this till you get older, but as adults, I think that uh our creativity kind of fades a little bit. Sometimes we have such a parent brain where everything is so critical sometimes it's hard for us to to bring out that creativity. So when stuff like that happens, like your mom was like, I don't know, I was like, Wait a minute, after you stuff it up under the umbrella <laughs> <laughs> He brings it out no. on us too. Yeah, it, it's a good. That is a great point. I mean, yes, we think our creativity is dead, but you know, he brought it out, and I went, "Hey, he I did. still got it. I might be getting older." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he he let he let us brainstorm with him, so he would ask us, "What do you think?" So we tossed it all out, and it brought our creativity out a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, we so appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Jamal, we want you to shout out the movie <clears throat> one more time where everybody can yep. get the tickets and the social media uh, that's attached to the movie as well. Okay, cool, cool. Um, first, there's a couple of people that we got to definitely date because um, Tanya Jackson at TakeOver Production, she facilitated this. Thank you. Uh, Mike Payne, he was the one who did the inmate costumes. Um, you know, Nichelle Bishop, she was the main makeup artist, and so she'll be our makeup artist forever. She's the one who did all the makeup on here. Please, please support these great, great, great talent by going to tmvtc.com and ordering your tickets for Midtown. Again, it's going to be playing at the IMAX in the Virginia Air and Space Center, downtown Hampton, October 26th. Again, tmvtc.com. Get your tickets now because they are about to run out. And if you guys want to stay tuned because Mike is actually the next guest we have on the show, so if you guys want to listen to the show and tune in, you are welcome to stay in the queue and and just listen to the show and and his interview. We appreciate you guys. Girls, thank you. Thank you so much. You are so very welcome. Make sure to come out out and watch Midtown because all these things you're hearing us saying, you're like, oh, that's so horrible. But when you see it in person, your heart will start beating really fast. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) good. 
Listen, listen, you guys. I have posted that I have posted the trailer from their YouTube on uh on my page, guys. And let me tell you. I don't know who who is that covered in the blood with the white vest. Is that you, um, Taylor? Yes, that is me. Girl, I don't know. Your mama was good because I'd have been beating people up. They'd have just just been beat up. I don't know. I don't know. It might not be real. <laughs> I don't like to make you like Midtown has a strict visitation like policy, so you're not getting on. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We appreciate you guys. Honestly, we thank y'all. If you want to continue to listen to the show, you may. Uh, if not, we thank you guys, and we want you guys to have a great night. Thank All right, you. thank we you, you too. Thank Bye. you for us. Bye. Wow, Lisa. See, like, wow. Yes, from what I Crazy. heard, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I I just can't, I can't, still can't wrap my mind around the fact that this happens. It still exists. It's, there's a facility mm-hmm. like this that is for children, and it's closing and they're opening up another one. I just I can't wrap my mind around it, you know, where they do executions, beheadings, all that. This is crazy. It's crazy. Wow. wow. That's all I, you know, I'm rarely ever speechless, Leash. <laughs> okay. Look, listen. <laughs> now, T is wife 101. And she's very quiet, but I guarantee she wouldn't have been able to be in there like that. She'd have been fighting. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Which girl. One y'all getting first? Which one of y'all getting it first? Somebody getting it first. <laughs> Just line them up. <laughs> right, wow. line them on up. Who getting it first? We're going to start with the word because why? Mm, you have to be over all this, this these shenanigans. So... Mm-hmm. We just gonna get you for your approval. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Interesting. This is Miss Alicia. We on the rescue, we guys. So let's chat. We just had the fabulous cast, director, producer, writer of Midtown on. If you have missed this interview, no worries. Head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com, iTunes, or iHeartRadio. Also on my page, there is a trailer for this movie. Make sure you view it, y'all. Let me tell you, it's real. I I just, and Mm -hmm. I tried to Google the facility. I tried to Google Mm -hmm. this particular prison, and you you can't Google it. So wow. it's like some yeah, it's like some B B sixteen stuff going on around here. <laughs> wow. Cause who would have even known that something like this even exists except for a fantasy on T V, you know? Well, it's in Virginia. The facility is in Virginia, so I'm assuming that, you know, mm-hmm. people in Virginia they know, but outside of Virginia we don't know. And when I go to Google right. it, you you can't Google the prison, and most prisons are Googleable. So why is it that this one is not? You know, my thing right. is people normally hide things, and they're normally um, people normally hide things, and they normally mm-hmm. are very quiet when they're doing something that they either have no business or they know it's going to cause a problem. 
And that right. is why we cannot Google this facility. Any other prison, federal, state, any other prison in this country can be Googled except for this facility. And that means that if other people knew that this facility existed, they mm-hmm. would have a problem. They would have a problem mm-hmm. because they would know that we would feel that it's not okay. Especially involving children. Yes. And I understand kids commit crimes. I understand they make poor decisions. I understand all of that. But I just have a problem with the facility uh, that is strictly set for executions for teen and children offenders. I I really have Mm. a problem with that. I feel that at that age, they they are able to be um, helped. They're able to be mm-hmm. rehabilitated. It's possible. It's possible for grown-ups who, who have life sentences to be rehabilitated. So a child, all they need to do is be nurtured and guided. They have a they have more of a chance of getting another start in life and taking it a little bit further. I just I have mm-hmm. this mass incarceration thing. It's out of it's out of control. It's out of control. And I thank Jamal for bringing a facility like this to our to out in the forefront because I absolutely had no idea it, it existed. And when I went to go Google it and I couldn't find it, T, I thought I was spelling it wrong. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> That's crazy. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make sure I shared the, the trailer on my page as well, Lee, and I am definitely going to be checking that out because, Sometimes you gotta just lay eyes on it to to just bring believability to it, and 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 you know you have to see it to believe it. That's one of those terms that that can apply to this exactly. Absolutely, and when you watch the trailer, T, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel violent. You're gonna be like, oh, okay, so this is crazy. This is just some of the things, and Jamal is so brilliant because some of these things with the lethal injections and. So real, and I'm like, you lining the babies up, and you are cutting off. Girl, I can't. I can't. I can't. This mm. is crazy. Mm. <laughs> wow. I just, I can't. Mm-mm. Well, we appreciate you guys coming to kick it tonight in the chat room. Y'all know that normally we don't get off our soapbox, but, you know, us being parents, um, when it comes to kids, I think even when they do wrong, I, I just, I just have this this nurturing thing that uh, McClaws come out for other people's kids, too. I ain't have to know them. I'm just saying. I'm just uh, other mm-hmm. people's kids. I'm, I'm ready to fight, too. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, exactly. they have to be protected. They have to be protected. Uh, you know, like when we have Frida on the show, um, and she <laughs> talked about when um, they came and they took everybody in the house. Uh, so Fridell is uh, Freddie Myers' daughter. Freddie Myers was a uh, notorious uh, drug kingpin in New York. Mm-hmm. And when they raided the house, uh, she came on the show and talked about how that process was for her. They raided the house. They took everybody in the house but her. So you're left alone. You have no family. You got these police in the house, guns blazing. And just for her to talk about how that experience was, just think if a child actually commits a crime and how mm-hmm. and, and the experience for them and how that is for them. I'm just 
you know, it just, it's crazy because, like, now my son, he, he goes to a, um, he goes to a, not an inner city school, but he goes to a predominantly black school. And mm-hmm. he, you know, they do, they constantly do little raids, kind of, at the school where they check their backpacks and they bring dogs in. And every time this happens, he's a little bit distressed. I can always tell. It's just he's not, um, he hasn't gotten used to that type of experience because it's the first time he's gone to a school like this. And it, mm-hmm. it's really, really disturbing, really disturbing. It's just to the kids to experience other kids being taken out the classroom. Um, you know, you have to leave your backpack. You got dogs sniffing around your backpack. I just, I don't know. When it comes to kids, we have to do better as a society. Definitely, definitely. And 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 I'm sure he's not the only one that's kind of traumatized by that. But but you know, in today's society, it seems to be becoming the norm. You know, especially with the way the direction, and I'm just going to say it, of our leadership. You know, that doesn't help, but sometimes. Hey, hey, go ahead on and say it, see, because we got the wrong <laughs> man in office. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. I'm, I'm just saying, Lee. You to step down and go home. We need you to step down and go home back to Trump Towers. Please, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody, I'm I mean, whoever, saying. whoever coached you, they didn't do a good job. Whoever you speak with on a regular basis, that's supposed to be advising you, they're not doing a good job. Um, mm-hmm. And we need you to go home. Yeah, we need you to go home, uh, back to Trump Towers, and and go back to doing whatever it was you were doing before you just kind of run amok did, did. in the castle. <laughs> run amok and quit the Molly girl. <laughs> And I have heard some stories. I have heard some stories, and um, mm-hmm. and some of the places he used to hang out there. There are a lot of different um things that or or documentaries about those places. So I can imagine some of the shenanigans mm-hmm. he was, has been involved in. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, no, thank you, no, thank you. Oh we, yeah, we don't want it. <laughs> we don't. We don't Do want not. it. We we don't want it. We need you to go home, please. Take your family with you. <laughs> and the dog. Take everybody with you. Mm-hmm. Kids and all. Just take them with you. Go back home. Take them home. See ya. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, how y'all are tuning into Let's Chat. My name is Lisa. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today about glow up. We're going to take a brief break and we will be back with author, actor, and recording artist Mike Payne. Wait. 
Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Lisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. We are here, y'all. Child, let me tell y'all, we are just distraught, and I think I'm a little damaged from the last interview, y'all. <laughs> just, just the experience uh, and knowing that a facility like Midtown exists, y'all. Make sure y'all head over to the archives and check out our, our um previous interview with the director, the writer, the producer, as well as some of the cast members for that fabulous movie. Um, We have our next fabulous guest. He is no stranger to the chat room. Welcome, Mike Payne. How are you? You with us, Mike? Yeah, I'm good. How about yourself? Okay. Hello? Hello? We are good. Okay. We are good. So you got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time you were in the chat room. Oh, I got a lot going on. Um, I'm also in the movie Midtown, uh, so I, I, I'm doing that. And, um, you know, I've still been working on music, but I've changed directions a little bit. Uh, not so drastic, but, you know, I just put a couple different things together. So, yeah, er- everything's going in a whole new uh, a new wave, and I'm feeling good about it. song that we were talking about was French Kiss, which was a great song and, um, you know, things like that. But And I still do music for the ladies, but it's just kind of on a classier, more respectable type level, I believe, more on black love, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. But you still get those same type of songs from me. But um, what I recently got right now is something that's kind of new to hip-hop, something that's different, and it's a learning tool for kids. Um, what I've created right now is a tool that teaches kids black history through hip hop music. So, um, uh-huh. you know, you can go to, uh, uh, what is it? www.hiphopblackhistory.com and you can see the project. Um, I've even got a little video game that goes with it for, uh, Android phones and, uh, Jamal, also the director of Midtown helped me out with that. So, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And um, the kids are really enjoying it. I start teaching um, class after-school programs in the Portsmouth schools coming up uh, soon. And then I'm also teaching kids just throughout the uh, community centers and things like that with this project. And what it does is it gives, like, a bio of, like, the first black aviator, um, uh, Bessie Coleman. And it talks about Sojourner Truth, Henry Box Brown. It gives bios of all these different people that sometimes you just don't hear about in the curriculum. Um, and some that you do, you know, mm-hmm. you got one about Harriet Tubman. Um, I've got one on Emmett Till, uh, which is, you know, a, a really, really, really strong figure that I, you know, I always tell people never forget his name. But um, Emmett Till is a really good, good track that I have on there, and it tells the story. It's nothing that I go out and perform or anything like that. This is made. I usually you know, use it and teach elementary school kids about this project, and that's where um, 
you know, it, it's just something that they can learn with. And instead of sitting around here and wheels, wheels on the bus on a long trip or, you know, shark, mm-hmm. shark, shark, shark all the way for 12 hours, wherever you're going, you can sit there and pop this in. And I've even had some adults hit me up and say they've learned from the uh, music as well. So it's a really good project, and uh, the kids are loving it. Wow. That's a lot. Where did your interest, yeah, where did your interest come from this, Mike? I don't think we even glanced over this last time you were in the chat room. <laughs> right. Well, see, I, 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 you know, I did music, um, but I, I'm not a one-dimensional artist. And it just, I noticed in the industry, they like to kind of lock you into uh, one right. single spot. You know, if you if you have gangster music, they like to kind of keep you here. If you got music for the ladies, they like to keep you here. It's like you can't go outside those spaces until, you know, mm-hmm. things, you know, I guess until you're ready to expand to a whole nother, uh, um uh, outlet or whatever or audience but uh what I was doing is I was creating music you know just certain singles and songs that were kind of outside that didn't fit in with the other stuff that I was doing and there was a guy by the name um of Willie James that got killed by the police in um Norfolk Virginia and what I did uh, before right before that I had made a song called Black on Black that that spoke about uh police brutality and police violence against um against the citizens, you know, in in, in a community. So what I did was I I went to that family and I said, hey, you know, I'd really love for you guys to participate in in this video. And and I wanted you to, um, you know, I I wanted them to actually, you know, put put signs up with his name, you know, along with the, you know, Trayvon Martins and all the other people that have had these run-ins and different things uh, and bad situations. So what I, um, what I did, that's how Black on Black came about. And I was just sitting there with that song, like, oh, my God, you know, that, this is a great song. Uh, you know, but it doesn't fit anything. I can't put it on the album because it, does, it just doesn't match anything else I'm doing. So then I was just, mm-hmm. you know, came up with another creative idea. And I was like, you know, I want to kind of do songs that, you know, maybe can teach people about our history. Because I kept running into, like, a lot of people that just, you know, certain things, you know, a lot of the kids just didn't know. And I said, you know, let me see what I can do with this. So I put my hand mm-hmm. in that. Then I uh, I did that album in, uh, I think it was like four days. I just locked myself in a room, wrote it, and then started recording, and it, it just came out really beautiful, and uh, it's a really strong project. And with that, I was just like, well, okay, now Black on Black kind of matches with this, you know, and um, uh-huh. it, 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 I, 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 to make, a, I guess, a long story shorter, I guess if, if I can, um, what ended up happening was I, I, I saw things that were going on in our community that needed help, um, you know, and, and I decided to really venture out and look for how I can help and be an asset to the community and how I can help out. And that's when I uh, got up with a, a, a great guy, a great guy named King Rick, and uh, he's the leading general of the original Black Panthers. And what I did was – I well, leading general of the original Black Panthers and original Black Panthers of Milwaukee. Matter of fact, D.L. Hughley just shared one of his posts. And um, what I did was I contacted him, and it took a while. You know, he had to check me out and everything like that. And I had to submit my paperwork and everything, and I was able to start a chapter called the Original Black Panthers of Virginia, MVA. And now I'm in charge of starting chapters all over the United States um, under him. So that's what what I've been up to and uh yeah I'm I'm a general now in the original Black Panthers um 
and we have been doing amazing work in the community and really just helping out. And this project is, is really cool because now everything just kind of matches up and goes together and I, I can, you know, help the youth, help the kids, help the community. Um, it, it's just a wonderful situation. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's been busy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's now, you know, sometimes now you mentioned that. Go ahead, T. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You. Now, I want to say, you know, you say you have put aside, I think it was the black on black. And, um, but I think it gives credence that it was more powerful that you were able to include the actual family. How has the feedback been with that? The feedback was good. I mean, of course, like with the, even with that, even when you do, it seems like when you do music that's more uh, positive and more, uh, you know, that, that just has more substance to it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't fly off the shelf or go go as far as you know, like when I was doing more of the, um, you know, the LL Cool J or Plies type, you know, music. Uh, the party mm-hmm. music, and when I was doing stuff like that, just enjoying myself, having a good time, you know, things like uh, mm-hmm. that. I was getting booked for shows more. Uh, it was more more people I could open up for, um, you know, things of that nature. Uh, it, it, it was it was better in that aspect of it, but now it's just a different audience, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it more because I see the actual change and I, I hear people actually, you know, hit me up on, on, on the DMs talking about, man, you know, I listened to this song and it really made me think, or this song changed, you know, this or whatever. I can, I can see it moving, you know, emotions and people uh, a lot more than what the other stuff was doing. The other stuff was, you know, fly by night, Hey, I'm having fun and, you know, whatever, move on to the next song and have fun. But this stuff actually has been, you know, meant something to somebody's life. And that's, that's kind of what I would rather do than, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Holds more substance. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Now I have a question. This is Alicia. Now you, you were part of the Midtown, um, cast what was your character i play a character who has uh without saying too much how much did jamal tell you (laughs) but um, a lot a lot yeah (laughs) i play a ceo right and i'm I'm a pretty straight laced guy you know at work but outside of work i have all these problems i have a whole lot of just issues weird strange addictions and things like that and I just I'm a put I'm a complete screw up outside of the job and, and it ends up boiling over into the um into my work. Okay, we yeah. have to see it to understand to, to get a little bit more in depth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I got uh my, my daughter's also in it. She she's making her debut um in the film, you know, I had to had to get her in on that and she has a real she's really shy so it's, you know I was hoping that she would be on the radio too but she's too shy for all that but um yeah she <laughs> plays the role of uh what is her name in the movie is uh Hannah I think it's Hannah yeah I think it's Hannah the cannibal kid that's her name so she oh. uh yeah yeah so she she's she's a monster in this uh in this film and she she's got a pretty good role and you know how old she is she? Kind of a, she is. She just turned nine when she when we while we were filming though she was you know of course eight but yeah she just turned nine. Oh, 
She's tall for her age. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, wow. as a parent, what was the process for you like? Oh, it was tough. It was tough because there's certain parts, and you see, you know, I, I know from what you already heard from Jamal, there were certain parts where somebody had to yell. You know, my, my daughter does play an inmate, so, you know, some people had to yell and curse <laughs> right at her. And she was sitting there about to cry because, you know, she doesn't understand it. It's acting. You know, she was like, why is he yelling at me? <laughs> you know, so it was tough. You know, we had to sit down, talk, deal with it. Um, it was, it was really tough. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, uh, yeah, one of the teacher, one of the, uh, uh, Nichelle who plays the teacher, she had, um, yelled at her and she was just, she was like, you know, playing this role and she just yelled at her and scared her a little bit. And she was like, Oh, why is she yelling and being so mean? And I was just like, Hey, look, this <laughs> isn't real. So we had to stop and pause a minute, but. Then she kicked me off set. You know, can you imagine that? She she kicked her own father off set. You know, like Why I said, she's she shy. <laughs> because she wants to do it without, you know, me having my eyes on her and sitting there. You know, I guess I made her nervous or something. I don't know. But oh, she kicked okay. me off set, and then she played the joke on me and told me she couldn't do it when I came back in. And uh, <laughs> it found out she had knocked the role out and did a good job and all that. But I was like, ah, oh, I thought she really, you know, couldn't do it and got mm. too nervous. So, yeah, it was a pretty wow. good experience, though. Wow, that's awesome. Um, wow. Mike, this is Tony. Just based on from what, you know, I came in a little late on the previous interviews, but Alicia, just from hearing her and the cast talk, how was it to have your eight- or nine-year-old daughter on the set with such content and, and, and the things that were going on and that were displayed at Midtown? How was that as for you as a parent? Uh, it was. It, we'll see. A lot of it is filmed in in sections. So there's, uh, okay. most of it, you know, she wasn't even around for. But the the only part that she really, I guess, was around for was her parts and her roles. So you know, when she did most of the stuff, you know, the most she had to deal with was some, you know, bad language, you know, here and here and there, um, you know, some little foul language, and that was about it. Um, the rest was kind of fun, wrestling and fighting out of cuffs and, you know, fighting a guard or, you know, something like that. But uh, the rest of it was pretty simple for her, um, you know. But, yeah, just just having somebody yell and curse at her because I don't even curse at her. But, you know, to have somebody yell and curse at her, you know, and she's sitting there looking crazy like, oh, what's wrong with him? <laughs> you know, that was a little <laughs> tough. But, you know, he, even then the guy was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, no, it's okay. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a little tough, but all in all, it it was a pretty simple process, and we kept most things se- separate. Um, you know, you got to know when you have a, a child. I guess after what five years old, or or yeah, five or six years old, you you really don't have control. And what I mean by control is you don't have control of what your child uh, picks up because once they unless you're homeschooling right. them. Um, you know, cause I, I know I've never cursed in front of my daughter, um, you know, until she heard curse words, <laughs> it was kind of like, well, mm-hmm. like, you know, so yeah, cause when she's on the bus and all that, she, I mean, I, I remember her coming home from school talking about, she would see, you know, uh, words written on the, uh, in the bathroom on the wall or whatever on the stall. And then mm-hmm. the kids mm-hmm. on the bus would be, you know, rattling off whatever and talking about whatever and so it's kind of to the point where you have to start explaining things to them early, a whole lot of things because they're hearing stuff on the bus and all these random different places. So yeah, that part kind of sucks, but 
<laughs> it's all good. Expect his life sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, as you know, we always like to do something a little fun here on this chat. I don't know. I'm Uh-oh. just here. I'm just here for the views. <laughs> you know, I just, I just like to watch So I don't have no idea what she's going to ask you Or anything of that nature I just, you know, I'm ready <laughs> Okay All right, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go into a deep brain teaser Or a mid-brain teaser How you feeling tonight, Mike? How you feeling? Talk to me <laughs> you, you said, what kind of brain teaser you said? <laughs> A deep brain teaser or kind of a mid midway. You feeling good? You feeling smart tonight? Oh yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, but you know, hey, I I okay, rock with whatever you got. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, Mike, Leisha and I, you know, we so thank you for sharing some of your precious time with us tonight. We so appreciate it. Oh but no, thank you. Brain, you are so welcome. Your brain teaser is this. Now listen closely. A certain five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it. What is the word? You said what? A a strange? What did you say? Oh, a certain five-letter word becomes Mm -hmm. shorter when you add two letters to it. What is that five-letter word? Oh yeah. See, I'm not even gonna attempt to even. (laughs) My mind is in. Nah, I thought you had a. Nah, I'm like, hey, you'll hear a long pause. <laughs> I, I almost is forgot that half that sentence. Answer? Yes, it is. I, I almost forgot that that half that sentence. By the time we was, <laughs> by the time you finished that sentence, I forgot the beginning of it. <laughs> Leash, he didn't even attempt it. He was like, oh no, I don't know that. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 where you get that one from? He's like, oh, where, where you yeah, get I'm sitting here thinking, okay, let me think of the five-letter words, first of all. And I'm like, hold on, now, this could be a whole lot. I was like, you know what, no, I'm going to go ahead and gracefully bow out of that. Huh? When I give when I give you the answer, you're going to be kicking yourself. Okay, so the, the five-letter word, the five-letter mm-hmm. word is short. And if you add two letters, it's shorter. Ta-da. <laughs> That, that's cute. <laughs> Never would have got it. That's cute. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know how long it yeah. took me to come up with that? I got to because least be putting. Okay, T, give me something. Give me something. <laughs> and I try. I try to. I try to come through for. Her. I try to come through. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's all right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> what he like, Jay? I don't know where you got that from. Where you get that? He like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you all right? <laughs> but it's all good. It just makes you think. It makes you think. That's what we like to do here on Love Chat. We love to have our guests thinking. <laughs> mm, okay. Absolutely. Okay. I got you. <laughs> well, we so appreciate you coming to kick with us today on Let's Chat. I want you to shout out all of your social media. Um, I would say your music projects because, you know, you're not doing that right now, but I'm quite sure next time you come on, you're going to have a whole album for us. Well, this is the, the, uh, the one I, the, the one I told you about is a whole actual album. It's, it's full of, uh, oh, yeah. that. Okay. And, so yeah, and you can go to, um, www.hiphopblackhistory.com to check that out mm-hmm. and pick that up for either your kids or yourself, you know, but, um, it's 
blackhistory.com. Uh, so, yeah, that you, I got that. And let's, what else, what else, what else? Uh, and if you want to check out any of the community efforts uh, we're doing, you can go to www.theoriginalblackpanthers.com, and you can mm-hmm. check that out. Um, get with me if you want to help out your community or fight for injustice and, you know, just do a lot of good works and uplift your people, you know, hit me up definitely about that. Uh, what else? What else? And shout out to Tanya. Shout out to King Rick, um, E Productions. And you can always find me on Facebook under Mike Payne, or you can find me uh, under Mike Payne's World. And you can find me on Instagram at Mike Payne's Nation. And that's P A I N. So, yeah, that's that's all my info. Well, thank you so much once again. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. We can't wait to have you back on for your next project. Hey, anytime, anytime, definitely. Thanks so much, Mike. Okay, you guys have a good night. Okay, you, you too. too. All right. Awesome. <laughs> this has been a great night, a great night to you. Yeah, it's been a great night. I'm still distraught. Um, I think I have PTSD now. <laughs> watching that show, I have PTSD now. I was really distraught. I, I as a parent, I feel away. I, I really do. I um just knowing what happens in a prison for adults, what happens in the whole or solitary confinement for adults. I can't imagine a place like that for kids. Decapitations and um, just I just I just cannot. I'm, I'm a lot for words. We as uh, as citizens, we got to do better. Um, we have to absolutely do better as parents, as citizens. You know, there's nearly fifty thousand young people that are incarcerated and confined in the juvenile justice system. I mean, mass incarceration mm-hmm. is crazy, but we got to do something and real too. It's real. Yes, and it's out of control. Um, There are 80. There are still 80. Now, some states are closing them down, but there are still Mm -hmm. still 80 youth prisons in the U.S. Wow. 80 of them. And and they're all over. Yeah, two in California. You got California, Texas, Alabama. Uh, Georgia, I mean, it's crazy. Florida, New York, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Michigan, I mean, I just, uh, I'm just, this is ridiculous. It's disturbing. It, they it, really got is disturbing. it is really disturbing. It's really disturbing. And I think they need to do something about it, honestly. Um, I think that rehabilitation, especially for kids, mm-hmm. you know, that is possible, and right. putting them in a a prison like that, you know, you're you're not teaching them to be rehabilitated. You're teaching them to be criminals. And you know, they talk about that uh, school to what's that the school to prison thing for for uh-huh. black youth. I mean, right. this is crazy that that somewhere like this exists. Mhm. It's so disturbing. I'm going to have to go back and listen to all the archives, you know, because I came in a little late. But um, it sounds like it was, it, 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 
It's traumatizing. Yeah, it is archaic. It is archaic to treat children like that. It's archaic to treat anybody like that, children, adults. Um, it's crazy. It really is. And I and I can see it looking like that more so for children that look like us. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> but exactly. you know, just it's like, not just like. Mm-hmm. I'm just really distraught right now as a parent. I just I'm glad that Mike did this movie. Um, I'm sorry, Jamal did this movie, uh, and that mm-hmm. he brought something like this to the light. I guess it's really more disturbing to me is the fact that you cannot Google the facility. You can mm-hmm. Google any prison in the United States. You can Google any prison in the United States. Mm-hmm. Even in Virginia, youth prisons, you can Google them. But this prison, you can't Google it. And that speaks volumes. That's deceitful. If if it's ever to me, if it is something that you cannot say, we cannot find, and you have to hide like that, you know it's going to be a problem. It's disturbing, very disturbing. It is. Well, we appreciate you guys coming to kick with us here on the chat room. We will see y'all tomorrow. We have a fabulous show on tomorrow. I'm excited. Y'all know Monogamy Season 2 is coming back. Yes, Monogamy (laughs) Season 2 is coming back this fall. So we have Kevin Foster, one of the writers on the show. He is going to come and kick it in the chat room with us, talk about the new season, uh, see what he can tell us. (laughs) <laughs> you know we try to get I as much excited. as we can out of them, Lee. We try to get as much yes. as we can out of them. <laughs> listen, listen. The whole monogamy thing. This this series is some seriousness, and you mm-hmm. guys have got to head over to Amazon, and so that you can be ready. Uh. Make sure y'all be ready tomorrow evening, 7 p.m., right here on Let's Chat. All right. We will see y'all on tomorrow. We appreciate you guys for listening. Good night. Good night. This is State of Emergency. Bitches, bitches, bitches. Bitches, you want me to bitches, do? I'm sorry. Bitches, bitches, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Corporate love and hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggle. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggle. On the stroll hustle. Tricking John hustle. Working the pole. That's your goal. 24 struggle. Counterfeit hustle. Politics hustle. Flipping bricks to go legit. 24 struggle. Overbooked hustle. Writing books, hustle. In, in, in the pen with your pen, 24 struggle. Uh-huh. hustle. Getting that knowledge, hustle. Keeping up with tuition, 24 struggle. Underhand hustle. Made in Japan, hustle. Trying to come across that border, 24 struggle. Mafia hustle. Conglomerate hustle. Fall in love with a thug, 24 struggle. Who you love and who you want to be hugging? Go with niggas that be sucking. You know we hustle around here. Uh-huh. Who you love and who you wanna be hugging?
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.